And welcome everyone to Circle Drake Podcast, episode 89, 89. Yes, we were trying to do it through a uh, live stream, but unfortunately, StreamYard, unfortunately, is network kind of like went bye-bye. So we had technical difficulties. So now we're doing the old school fashion way. The best, way. the best way through Zoom, <laughs> pre-record, ladies and gentlemen. This is the host of DBS One I've been seeing uh, here with my brothers from another mother's. Of course, I have... Mr. 69 himself, because he is Mr. 69, giving his 69 reasons, his answers. He has questions, too. He, he is Mr. MGC, Mr. Matt Audible Meal Mobile, Matt Callis. He's mobile. You see, you see me ride like a mo No. <laughs> and, of course, I have the director, the one that directs you to the finish line, to that door, to that Quote, quote for Brindor, as you see behind me, this is the, the gate opening up. He's the one that's directing you there to watch everything, especially AEW. The one and only, ladies and gentlemen, the director, Chris Kennedy. Los Cuatro de Muerte, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, is that, was that close? That's close. <laughs> <I guess> that, <laughs> the four deaths, I guess. <laughs> Los Cuatro Muertes. Los Cuatro Muertes. Yeah, I got it close. Yeah, sick. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, I have this individual who not only just lived 1,977,000 1, miles, but because he is the undisputed, the unmatched, the unrivaled, the uncensored, and the unscripted, especially, ladies and gentlemen, money, by God, the most violent podcaster, Mike Lopez. That's right, man. 89, we're getting closer and closer to 100. I can't wait for all the surprises, everything that's going to go down. Let's get started. Let's get started, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to get started very brief, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So what we're going to go ahead and start off is with Dynamite, of course. Let's start off with Dynamite. So Dynamite, very brief, ladies and gentlemen. We did see the inaugural, you could say. If you better, you know, I'm better than you, and you know it best in the world. Mr. MJF, of course, with the ring coming out like, you know, like a king, like a king. And then, of course, Mayhem making out with that chick. And, you know, him all excited. He missed opportunity. There were two chicks out with it that were with him in front of the, the thing. I don't know what Excalibur knew what it was called, of course, um, the, the Peliage or whatever. But there were two women, and he made out with one of them. Missed opportunity. Should have made out with both of them. Ah, there you go. That would have been, been alpha heel move. Absolutely. There's a reason why. So I did see a post. <laughs> I love that you have an answer to this already, dude. Uh, I, I want to I hear this. Go ahead. <laughs> so it seems that uh, I have yet to really confirm this, but I did see a post where uh, MJF and that lovely young lady, they are in a relationship, apparently. I so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's his, yeah, there is something that's Mike, that's his girlfriend from MLW. I was also gonna say something too, but I remember, <laughs> I I remember. Yeah, MJF had a girlfriend on MLW with the mm. with his faction. That wouldn't stop the best in the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would not stop the best in the world. Speaking of the best in the world, of course, we did see CM Punk coming out. But besides that, we see MJF thanking Sean Spears instead of Warlow. Warlow was like, what? 
You motherfucker, you gonna thank me? You gonna just thank him? What? <laughs> See Warlow's face like, oh my god. And and of course, Punk comes out, wants his rematch, said Warlow, and then MJF, then he brought his friends. CM Punk he brought Darby Allen and Stang, Stang, and of course. Uh, FGM put a stipulation. We cannot tag with none of them two, but you have to look for a part, uh, partner of your choosing people that those don't like you. So that's what pretty much happened in this segment. Are you surprised, director, that they're going with this storyline still continuing? No. Um, am I surprised? No, I'm not surprised. Um, should it be over by now? Yes. Not really. I mean, people are digging it. Um, I'm digging it. The Wardlow angle isn't necessarily over. CM isn't exactly the man on top yet. Um, I, I don't know what the ending's going to be besides maybe like a War Games type situation. Um, where if it's, I think War Games is traditionally elimination or no? Is it first pin to get the win? The, uh, make, it war, make it War Games elimination. The last two are CM and, and Max, and um, no one else can get in and help them. And you get Max all alone, traditional with CM Punk heel face. That's that would be a, a culmination that it would end, and I would be like, all right, this has to be done. But if it went another month, which is only what like four dynamites. Because I don't think they run this program on Dark or Rampage very much. It'd be like four dynamites in an event, like a pay-per-view, and then we should be done. Mm, we got okay. to resolve the Wardlow thing, and we'll get to that. Go ahead. Money, Mike. Yeah, it's all coming ahead, man. It's 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 The pieces are slowly but surely coming together, and it's going to cap off at Revolution. I already see it coming, man. It has to be there. It has to be pay-per-view level where we have the final match between MJF and and, uh, and CM Punk. Um, I wouldn't doubt it if CM Punk names that date, right? He earned the chance right now to face him again uh, in, in, a look, in a time of his choosing, so why not Revolution? It might be a little what far away, sure, what, but what uh, we could build it up. Hmm? What city is Revolution in? I believe it is Orlando, Florida. <sighs> I was hoping they'd do it in in, in Long Island. Or they, that would be a culmination. If there's something oh, my God, yes. If there's Imagine something scheduled that. for Long Island, yeah. CM Punk is going to get uh, Billy Graham, Jesse Ventura-level heat. Oh, for CM sure. CM Punk is going to get that heat, not Max. <laughs> Max is untouchable in Long Island. Mm. <laughs> Long Island is heel country, baby. I love it. It's like... It's like I couldn't be more happy to be a proud bad guy in, in Long Island. Especially me, Matt Cardona. <laughs> I'm gonna, while you guys are talking, I'm going to look up AEW schedule. Just All right. There you Matt, go. Well, Matt Callis, go ahead. No, 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 Mike wasn't done. I, I, I rudely interrupted Mike, and I know that. Oh, oh, no, no, no. It, it, the, 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 the point is clear. The, I can't wait for this match. I cannot wait for uh, the whole storyline to reach its culmination. Hopefully, it's at a pay-per-view. Okay. Matt Callis. Yeah, I think... Revolution does seem like the most practical option, but I'll I'll say here's one difference. I don't think it's going to be a regular match. They definitely have to make the next match. They got to throw in a stipulation to make the rematch more interesting. Of course, you you of course it's it's always interesting with MJF and CM Punk, but you know you gotta 
you got to have like two out of three falls, Iron Man, uh, I quit, something, something different. Referee of my choosing, something like that. Freaking make Wardlow the referee. They could do something interesting with it. There's, yeah, Chris, I see that thing. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you? I, I have very uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Taker vibes in the there cage. There you go. Ooh, okay. I mean, do you guys, do you guys, th what do you guys think of the idea of a special guest referee involved in that mix? I mean, the deck will always be stacked against CM in this angle. There will always be a way. Max will always find a way to have you know the odds ever in his favor. So. I mean, it's a played out angle. I just wouldn't put it past him to have some stipulation or insurance policy. You know, the Wardlow factor is always there. Sean Spears is kind of always there. So, yeah, there's there's always going to be something. Come back, Mike. We can't see you. <laughs> back, MJF heard us. He heard us. <laughs> MJF is able to absorb Mike into a black hole. No, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, Wardlow is the special guest referee, and we saw the teasing already. You know, I think Wardlow would be a fun baby face in the future, but he's he needs a different coat of paint or a different look later on down the line. He's kind of like he's, a, he's kind of rolling with the green right now. If you look at his online store, his logo, the War Dog, it's he's evolving into a merch, you know, merchandising um, brand. So you're not wrong. Yeah, a new a new coat of paint for him. Green hair, who knows? I'm, I'm oh, down God, with that. There's a hurricane. <laughs> There's a hurricane coming through. But yes. Um, now we move on with the... Well, speaking of Warlow, Warlow versus Blade. I think that match was actually was not bad at all. I have to give it... I got to give it to Warlow. Uh, and and for, for the first time, we noticed that this match kind of did last for, for quite some time. Uh, and I guess you could say this is heel versus heel. And, of course, uh, you see Sean Spears trying to take the moment from uh, from Wardlow, of course. Uh, but great match overall. I mean, the crowd wants it already, man. I, I think when do you feel, director, that they should already have Wardlow to turn face? When should that happen? All right. So this match proved that Wardlow is over. They were cheering everything he did. Uh, all five of the symphony power bombs they were cheering for. I do, and I, I like the F10. Like, that was a wild finisher. Like, that thing just seemed really sloppy and dangerous and, and just crazy. Um, but the symphony, I think, is what they're calling it. It's a good name. It's good. It, it's, you know, it is what it is. I like the, the Jericho pose at the end of it. That's cool. But yeah, it proved that he was over. There was a cheer for everything he did. Um, I don't know when this culmination of his face turn is going to happen, but I. Still don't think it's going to. I think we're getting trolled. I think that this was a test to see, yes, we have the crowd in the palm of our hands. They are cheering this good guy in a heel faction as, you know, very similar to, I'm really old, Virgil and Ted DiBiase. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that, that did culminate in Virgil eventually standing up for himself. Um, and then he disappeared off the face of the planet, became Vincent WCW, whatever, same character. I don't think I, – I, I like that this better. I like my theory better, that he's going to continue to be cheered and loved, and then right when that iron is hot to pop for a face turn, he just smashes CM Punk. Mm. 
I, that's what I want to see. All my theories are based on what I want. All right. Money Mike. Yeah, man. The, the iron is hot <laughs> for sure. But I got to say that that intrigues me to, to have that idea of, well, we think you or you think that he's going to turn face, but it, nope. He's going to stay heel and maybe even a bigger heel than MJF, you know, mm, you know, hopefully. Right. Or, okay. It, that, that's kind of reaching there, but he'd have uh, to do it with violence instead of words. And that would take a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is capable of something like that. Right. I've always liked when he does that, that you know, right before the final power bomb, he flips them and then right back to it. I've never seen that before. So uh, I, that's, you know, something I really enjoy about the, the symphony. Um, overall, I feel that Wardlow, he's got the potential to really, you know, go off on his own and do his thing. Um, but I wouldn't mind him having a manager or him being influenced by his future manager to turn face or to turn on MJF. Ultimately, like I mentioned before, I think that Wardlow is going to cost MJF the match against CM Punk. So I think that I, I feel I feel it. He cost CM Punk the match, but now it's time for him to go and uh, turn face here. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Mm. Matt Callis, you're on mute. I think face face. Um, so basically, face Wardlow is is a great prospect. Like like I said earlier, a new coat of paint is in the works, you know, that's, that's definitely one heel or baby face, but I mean, baby face does seem like, you know, a logical option down the line. And who knows one thing, one thing to, to think about just because Wardlow's out, doesn't would be le leaving the, uh, leaving the pinnacle. That doesn't mean pinnacle can't still be five people. They could have a new fifth member and just launch somebody new into the spec and launch a new talent and make that group keep that group around to keep launching new guys through it. You know, think about how many yeah. four horsemen have gone down over the years. You know, just keep keep having that be a launching platform for new talent. The same way both NWO Bullet Club and you know four horsemen have been for you know some stables make the talent and some talent makes the stables yeah that's that makes sense that's i mean like evolution basically did that for everybody mm, interesting all right and then one thing that i wanted to bring up before we jump onto this next topic which is you know we see penta you know penta says penta and i know you're excited I'm excited because we're going to see Penta Dark. That's from like Lucha Underground style. Ah! I'm excited. I mean, that, it, it's Penta Dark. You know, he got missed. And of course, we're going to see it. Oh, man. I, I was curious how they get, how, how is he going to put it all like, because we know, I mean, it's not the really belonging to Lucha Underground, but I wonder how they're going to do it. How is the attire going to be? You know, what do you think, director? How are they going to do this? Um, well, how are they going to do specifically what? I'm sorry. Penta Dark, the attire. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're going to maybe tease him joining the Knights of the Black Kingdom or whatever they're called or something. I don't know. Um, and then Lucha Underground isn't Lucha Underground. It's just owned by 
triple MLW with like, I don't know who's coming back to make it look like Lucha Underground. Is like Dario Cueto like the mic man? Like, is there any details that I don't know about with Lucha Underground? Well, I know it's Triple I and MLW they're working together. So that's all I know that is going right, on. But right they're now. not they're not using the name or the logo or anything, are they? Or like Dario Cueto, who was like No, the, they're, they're, they're not using the man. <laughs> <laughs> so, not necessary. Yeah, um I, I have to wait and see because like just changing somebody's ring attire always means something. Just he's already dark. How much darker can how can he get, you know, and what does it mean? Is he a heel? Is he a face? Is he going to go even more healer? Like, it's, I have too many questions to speculate. I know, right? I, I'm excited. I just can't wait. Money Mike, are you curious to see who's Penta Dark? Uh, well, it's the same guy, right? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> same guy. Same guy. Yeah, same guy. Is it, is it the black blazer? I guess so, you know, but, it, you know, it, it, I mean, I'm sure uh, Republic of Lucha will have uh, some masks, right, to commemorate that change. And, you know, so some new shirts will come out and stuff. But other than that, I, I don't know, man, I, at, at this point, without even knowing about Penta Oscuro or Dark or whatever, um, I don't know what that entails. Yeah. Um, you know, it, Will it be a character change? Will this have a result uh, in his in whatever he does in the ring? Ray Phoenix is uh, out for a little bit, so you know, uh, speedy recovery, Mister Phoenix, of course. Uh, but yeah, we don't know what it means for him as a singles competitor. He did mention Pac in there, um, or I think it was the commentators who brought him up. But yeah, we don't know. Uh, will he still continue this feud with Malachi Black? Uh, it's up in the air. Heel, face, there's questions. There's questions, and uh, I hope to like the answers. Yeah, maybe maybe it's just a character that's able to transcend the two, walk between the door between Mexico and America, I guess the border, um, where he can go to this new Lucha Underground-style company and AEW. Maybe that's what the angle is, is just he can just go between the two, maybe win a belt down there, defend it up here. That'd be kind of cool. That, that would be, like, not too crazy of a storyline. Not even really a storyline, just a thing. You know, it's not, like, a weird spiritual thing going on with speculations. It's just that. Mm. Matt, take it away. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> so, it's like, I guess his his uh, Lucha Underground personality, it was like a bit Pentagon Dark was all about breaking arms. So it's basically, it'll be the same thing except he's going to break everybody's arms. That's going to be the main, that's going to be the major difference. Like break everybody. Yeah, turn into Sexy Star, who is also from Lucha Underground. Just just annihilate. Uh, you know, like if, if anybody, what do you call it, if anybody needs some time off, just have them up against Pentagon Dark and bam, arm breaker. Yeah, that ain't bad. Mm, interesting. All right. And then we have the Inner Circle meeting. Of course, the Inner Circle meeting, Jericho, Hager, Sammy came up all three together. But besides that, Tanner Ortiz, they came up to, to their own theme song. And then we get to see them, you know, all we, all we know is that 
Sammy's gonna leave. I mean, Sammy quit because he's in the whole argument. It's all about you, Jericho. It's never been about us. He's been holding this back. We won the tag team titles, but you've been holding this back. And of course, Jericho, who put you on the map? Who put you in the main events? Who got with the money? And of course, I mean, now we're you know the outcome is next week we will have Jericho and Hager versus Santana Ortiz. And what's we'll, and we'll see the outcome of it. I mean, I'm, I mean, is this going to be over? Is this, is this completely over now? This, you know, happening in within the inner circle. Do you see that happening, director? After this match, is it? It should be over after this inner circle over. They've had these meetings at least twice before. This might be the third. Once almost every year, where it's like, what's going on with us? Are we still homies? Sammy even mentioned that he's quit before and he has come back. Um, has the the faction overstated its wealth? I mean, the company alo alone has been around for only like two and a half years. Inner Circle formed pretty early into that career. I don't think people are sick of it, but is it time for people to move on? Maybe. I mean, I, I don't know if I want it or care enough, like be sad. It's not like for me when like the original, not original, like the post-WrestleMania 14 DX broke up, that hurt a little bit because that happened to, like, SummerSlam of the same year, 98, and I was like, God damn it. Or no, sorry, WrestleMania 15 is when it officially happened. And I was like, damn, that one hurts. Uh, this one, I'm just going to be like, all right, cool. Well, better things are going to happen for sure. So it's only up for everyone there at the sacrifice of the inner circle breaking up. Is it going to happen next week? I mean, last time they broke up, I think that, like, they, like, got really mad at each other and they were yelling and screaming and they're about to get in each other's faces and then they just hugged it out. I don't think that's going to happen again. I, I think Santana Ortiz might be done um, I, just because the opposite's already happened. So I'm just flipping the coin. that They're not going to do that angle again. So I, I think it just might be Jericho and Hager from now on. Mm, yeah. And I, I agree. I think I see that happening. I think that's it for a while. And I feel that you know, Sammy's in his own direction. And, of course, Santana Ortiz will be focusing more on the tag team division. And Jericho and Hager, well, I don't know what they're going to do. I think, by the looks of it, I think Jericho might take a break. Uh, Hager, I think he – they haven't done really anything with him. I mean, he hasn't really done shit. Uh, yeah, he really hasn't. He hasn't – I mean, he had a baby feud with uh, Wardlow last year, I think. Um, I wouldn't call it a feud. They were just staring at each other all the time. Yeah, well, they got into it at the, the stadium stampede, didn't they? Was there an inner circle stampede or something? Or was that what I'm thinking? Yes, the pinnacle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, a little bit. But I, I think they need to do something with, um, like, Hager versus Junior Dos Santos. That, that would be a way to get Junior in front of people. And they're both MMA fighters, kind of just combine those worlds. Um but yeah, he literally hasn't had like a match, like I think all year. I mean, I could look it up and be wrong. He might have had something on dark, like a squash, but I have no idea. I mm. I feel it's it's a missed opportunity, man. They could have had uh him versus Junior, right? Like Chris said, and have it lead up to a match or an actual fight in Bellator, you know? Something like that oh, would have God been fun. You are <laughs> that is way outside the box that that would actually happen. That that would be so hard. That's so hard to pull off because you actually have to train and be off TV to do that. Like, wow. Just show up on Wednesdays, guys. 
Maybe Friday for a rampage. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, maybe maybe have like a fake MMA fight in AEW. I guess I don't know, but yeah, do something to Dick. <laughs> he's he's not that bad at the ring. Um, I will say that my only kind of downside on all this is that uh, I, I wish that Hager would have gone with Sammy. Uh, that way we could have continued having Sammy Hager. You took the words right out of my mind. Ah, <laughs> that's marketing. I'm, I'm such a big Sammy Hagar fan, both the tag <laughs> and the singer. So, you know. Like yes. they could come out to the ring to one way to rock and that or I can't drive it five and I'm just gonna lose my mind. I'll be at every event <laughs> just to hear that. You'll sing along like Judas. One way to rock. Dun, 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 dun. Oh my god, it's Sammy Hagar. And he's like, Why is that? <laughs> yeah, you know, it, other than that, like I like I've said before, I don't I, I don't think the inner circle needs to split up in order for them to be separate or whatever, you know? They can have their title shots. They have had a title shot, like Chris Jericho mentioned. Um, Sammy is TNT champion. He can defend the title. He has defended the title mm. by himself. Uh, it, it, the group does not have to split up in order for them to have their own thing going on. And honestly, like, you know, I, I would have wanted Jericho to say something along the lines of, Hey, you know what? If you want to challenge, we'll back you up. Go challenge for the tag team titles. Uh, but if there's going to be like a real clash, Jericho would cost them the titles or something like that. That would that would have been, you know, pretty interesting right there. So I don't know. I don't think it's necessary to break them up because they again they could go off on their own and do their own things anyway. Um, but. I guess to add drama to the situation, sure, we'll continue having these meetings until whenever. Mm. Wherever. <laughs> Sorry, no, I know. I froze. I was switching my Wi-Fi network to the other one. He can do it. I can't do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chris can do it. Oh, I can just do the bounce, bounce, bounce. There you go. Yeah, 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 he can yeah. do that. Got to give the people what they want. You got to give the people what they want, and of course, Dirty Heels. That's right, Dirty Heels podcast. Two surprises. One we expected. I think the other one we did too as well. So let me talk about the the, the first one. So the first surprise that we all expected, of course, uh, Isaiah Cassie came out. Who's going to be the challenger? And of course, I am limitless. I am Keith Lee. So Keith Lee is all elite. Now, the biggest question that I have all for you, gentlemen, are you your thoughts? And how will Tony Khan be booking Keith Lee now that he's in AEW? Director. Miro. That's it. Keith Lee and Miro. Do it now. That I mean, Miro's, I think, injured, but do it as soon as he comes back. <laughs> or do it while he's injured. I don't care. Just do it. The two big guys. Keith Lee looks twice as big as he did. And I don't know if it's the cameras or if it's just how small Isaiah Cassidy is, but that's a big boy. Um, they compared him to Mark Henry, but that might be only in size. Uh, but Mark Henry wasn't doing 450s and moonsaults. So, yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait to see what they're going to have. I mean – Keith Lee's best matches in NXT were against Dominic Dijakovic. 
because that was a big boy that could hold him you know, and, you know, support him. So we need someone of equal size and strength to be able to take those high spots from him. Mm. I, like, I like this. I'm excited. This is becoming, it's not the washed up, you know, like WCW had the thing, oh, it's the washed up guys. It's the old guys. It's the passive prime guys. AEW is not that. It's the island of misfit toys. It's the people that were misused before they even had the chance to hit their prime. And, uh, oh, it's all the old guys. Yo, we're just going to keep signing WWE NXT guys. Like, yeah, cool. Because they're good. So do it. And yeah, Miro, that's what I want. Give me what I want! Give me what I want! <laughs> oh, who was it? was it? Oh, CM Punk was doing that in the beginning. He was kind of like, you know what I want. Do Give me what I want. He kind of like alluded to that. <laughs> yes, he <laughs> I forgot to bring that up, but he kind of I was like, I've heard this before. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know that I think CM Punk didn't like Batista, or did he? I don't know. <laughs> I forget. Hmm. Oh, my God. I have, um, have Keith Lee show up at the hospital uh, to face Miro, much like Stone Cold did with the, Mr. With McMahon. the mask and the bed pair. <laughs> I mean, there you go. Tony <laughs> Khan, you know, here's some great ideas. Um I'll be straight up, guys, and I'm not going to hide this uh, at all because uh, Keith Lee, okay, you know, I wish I was excited, but I'm not. Okay. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me my, out. My heart that, is that's, cracking to be open. Is your heart, is your heart closed? Is your heart that's closed? It's not closed. Mine isn't closed. That's where I'm you. heading. That's where I'm heading. Oh, it's that. The heart is open, of course. It's open for business, wide open, right? So just, like, imagine that right there. Um, yeah, don't imagine it, actually. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> Mike, um, that, that has to be one of our shirts, obviously. Yeah, yeah. my heart is open. It's definitely a shirt, for sure. There you go. Um, yeah, it, it, the heart is open, for sure. But just, I... I don't have that, uh, how can I say, um, I don't have that time watching Keith Lee as much as the next person. Uh, I did not, I really didn't watch NXT uh, when he was on. I didn't really, or much less, you know, the whole Bearcat situation. It exists. Um, so I, I missed Keith Lee. And so I, I, to say that, that I'm excited to see someone that I don't really uh, that I haven't really watched, I can't say that. So uh, is my heart open? Definitely, 100%. But at this point in time, I don't share the hype that others might right now. Okay. So, however, go ahead. However, um, Chris brings up a very awesome mwah, matchup of Miro versus Keith Lee. You know, seeing him versus Isaiah Cassidy. Right, that, that was a the difference yeah, right there. They were, doing. they were introducing or reintroducing them. Yeah, so we we now see because remember what I did see of Keith Lee was he went toe to toe with Brock Lesnar, and he looked the part. He, you know, uh, so we got a guy there that he is he again went toe to toe with Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble. So yeah, that's no small guy there. So. That's what they need. They need big guys. I would. I want to see him versus Archer, uh, him versus Luchasaurus, uh, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm all for it. Here we go. 
Yeah. So what I don't know what you don't know about Keithy's moveset, but homie is doing like corkscrew planches and tope con helos and standing moonsaults. Like he's literally Mark Henry that moves like Leo Rush. It's insane. It doesn't make hmm. sense. So if Dominic Dijakovic isn't a great wrestler, but the matches that they had two of them, I believe, in in NXT, those were matches that really showed off what Keith Lee could do with an opponent that could support that style for him. So if you can watch those on whatever, they're, 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 it's a good introduction. You can just 20 minutes of your day, you're like, all right, I know everything about Keith Lee from those two matches. On Peacock, of course. The cock! Not a sponsor. The cock! <laughs> Is that what we're calling it? The cock. Nice. <laughs> in terms of endearment. Yes. <laughs> Matt Callis, go ahead. So I got to say for Keith Lee, one of the main things to, to keep an eye on is is I really want them to keep him as a baby face no matter what they do with them. Because yeah. oftentimes AEW seems to want to keep the big guys as heels from what I've noticed pattern-wise. And even with, as Jake Hager as a, as a baby face, I haven't seen him in as many or barely as many singles matches. So I want to see some more baby face singles matches, and especially with somebody like Keith Lee. Because, you know, I mean, there was that short drink of water where Powerhouse Hobbs was a baby face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was quick. And right away, bam, heel. So, I mean, keep him as a baby face for at least a year and a half. I want him to have a good run. Small guy, big guy, doesn't matter. I, I like what he does. Keep him as a good guy. We need, we need a hero. We need a big guy hero. And people seem to love him as a big guy. It would be, it would take too much air out of the balloon, you know. And and to be honest, you guys will be not surprised, but when when I was at the first double or nothing, and Sean Spears came to the ring, and everybody was cheering 10, 10, When he was a when he was a baby face, I felt way different, you know. He was. I I wonder if if I guess it was maybe Sean Spears' decision to turn heel, maybe. Maybe you should have enjoyed some babyface time, you know, at least towards the beginning and maybe gone heel later on, you know. So, that I mean, that's kind of what I was, you know, you know, I, I was seeing Sean Spears as like one of the other baby big time baby faces because everybody at, at the MGM was screaming 10, 10, 10, 10. And now, you know, he's just kind of, you know, the henchman. So, you know, it, it, but then again, we've got time to, to fix mistakes, you know, in AEW. That's, that's the beauty of it all. So, yeah, mm. I do like that they, they don't make rash moves. Like, you know, we obviously know WWE will, oh, he's a good guy. He's too well liked. Let's watch that right now, which is what they did to Keith Lee, to everybody. If you are over ahead of schedule or bigger than somebody else that they want to be bigger, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, then yeah, they'll just like they'll they'll bury you, and that's what they did. And Keith Lee has not rock level charisma, but he has that very similar charisma style, where he can just be quiet and do the and people eat it up. So yeah, that works best as a face, and he is a um, great face, very charismatic. I don't know what Mrs. Lee's contract status is. Maybe this opens that door to having one of the best that's never talked about in Mia Yim come over, you know? So, um, oh, well, we'll get into that after Dynamite because I have, uh, <laughs> I want to get into that because I want to talk about after we're done with Dynamite. Exclusive? 
is that it will be the last topic of the night because mm. in 90 days, but we'll get it to that. Let's just stick it to yeah. that. All right, let's stick it to that. But yes, but uh, all right. That's just one surprise. The other surprise, which nobody expected. Here's my. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, he was. Look, he's. You see, what oh, do you think he, he's, he's hyperventilating. He's like, he's like, hold on, man. Hold on. CPR. CPR. Wake up. No, you have to breathe with me. You have to breathe with the. Breathe the pressure. Come play my game. I'll test you. That was a prodigy reference. I am older than dirt. <laughs> All of us are breathing with the switchblade. Yes, with the switchblade himself, Jay White, ladies and gentlemen, as he made his debut in All Elite, but he's not exclusive for All Elite. Remind you that the man can go anywhere, any fucking door he wants to go through, and he decided from, you know, from New Japan to Impact, now to AEW. Of course, uh, Adam called me to call. Oh, yeah, well, I trust him, you know, we're all Bullet Club for life. Uh, but the Bucks are like, do you forget that Omega in... You know, the Switchblade were enemies. Uh, yeah, I mean, of course, we remember that rivalry, which was a great. See it on New Japan World.com. Subscribe. Um, there you go. Uh, and of course, now with Jay White in the picture, right now that Kenny Omega is out of the picture, I've been saying this. I think we all have in certain ways, especially Matt and myself, we are now going to see the Civil War coming of the Bullet Club. With Jay White's presence there now, we are now going to see it. We're going to see the Bullet Club versus the Elite. Why do I say that? Because you have the Gorillas of Destiny and Impact, who they'll be facing the Good Brothers for the Impact Tag Team titles next Saturday, which we'll be covering that next week for the card. Uh, I believe it's no Victory Road or No Surrender, one of the pay-per-views. That's already intriguing. And imagine if they go through that door, through this gate behind me, into it all elite, along with Jay White. Something's telling me that's going to happen. And then, of course, the hero is going to be Omega. Omega. Adam will turn his back on the elite, will join with Bullet Club, and we have Omega returning and being the hero, being your Iron Man, you could say, and like the Marvel, and just coming along and there's a civil war. Jay White leading the leading the, the the hounds versus Kenny Omega and the Elite. And then we might see Hangman join forces again with the Elite. One <laughs> last one last time, gentlemen. Let's just go ahead and do it. And they and there you go. You have your civil war. That's because that's a door that is opening and a storyline that should be plotted possibly by double or nothing if Omega be healthy by them. So, so I, Hangman makes perfect sense to be in this storyline because for those of you who haven't seen it, Hang, Hangman's been defeated by Jay White when Jay White was going for the IWGP US title. And and Jay White defeated Kenny Omega for the IWGP US title. So it's it's all, that's all in that storyline. All three of those are wrapped up together. And Jay White was still a young, upcoming kid. In fact, that victory is kind of what set Jay White on his his path to stardom. That was his first major victory, and it was a big upset when he won, when he beat uh, Kenny Omega. You know, 
and he was like a, a little baby face. So it's like whole, so many t different tables have flipped different ways. Kota Ibushi could be coming in, you know, and Will Ospreay could be coming in too, you know, sooner or later. Like they, we saw their warnings. Me and Mike were there at, 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 uh, at the event in LA when Jay White made, said he's coming to, could become the AEW and Will Ospreay, Tanahashi Ta and Will Ospreay are not far behind. That's what I'll say. Just, just for sure, right there, we're gonna get yeah. some. Uh, and Kota Ibushi is not far behind. They're all, they're all waiting right at that door. They're sitting at a table next to the door right now, knocking at the moment. And ding dong, hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm, the match I'm most waiting for, both <clears throat> allied and against, is is this will kind of surprise you. I want Jay White versus Chris Jericho. That's like one of the one of the ones I'm I'm kind of you know I, that's what I've been waiting for since the company all the talent that I wanted in AEW two months after it started is now there right now, Jay White, CM Punk, like all these people that I've wanted since day one, you know I are now there and then next Samoa Joe and Naito or the net or last two that I'm that I was wishing for. And you know AJ, as Chris is demonstrating, that's another one. Yeah, this one. is Finn Balor, but this is AJ. A little bit of both. <laughs> a lot of people are doing the double guns. I love it. All right. Do you feel that same way, director of uh, the Civil War? Let me, Ivan. I don't. I'm a Mark. I love. I. I don't know how you were able to rattle off that crazy connection, but I'm going to show you something that reminded me. This is what's going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. That is me right there. Right now. Right now. Me too. Yes. Me too. That's me, that's me as well. Um, I'm going to leave that up while I talk. I, I can move that just to, so you can see me. Uh, <laughs> but, nah, it's going to hiss. So here's the deal, man. Like, there's a lot of smarts in AEW, obviously. We all know what's going on. We know what Bull Club is. We can probably name all the members and who came, who went. The casual fans cannot. Casual fans, the TBS crowd is just now watching AEW. They need to be brought up to speed if this angle is going to continue in the way that you – you can't watch Civil War without starting with Iron Man 1. You feel me? Yes. So if they are going to do this, they have to do this slowly and introduce people – basically start this whole thing over just to get people who have no idea what's going on to have an idea. I that would take forever. That would take a year. So we would be rebooting Bullet Club just to tell the story of the end of Bullet Club. I don't know if they're going to do that. I, I just don't know. I don't know how they would be able to pull off a Civil War type thing, which would be cool to happen in Japan at the peak of Bullet Club hype. The word Bullet Club, the shirts, they haven't even been mentioned. It is now the elite. It is now whatever's going on in Impact. It is the Adam Cole thing. Um, you know, red drag, all this stuff. So tie it all together, man. It is so convoluted. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. Uh, I don't even know if they're going to do it. The Jay White thing, like, he's probably going to maybe assume ownership of something and then maybe have resistance from Cole and then love from the Bucks or vice versa or just doing what he's doing where he just keeps walking through doors, which I love. I love seeing that. I, I just don't know, man. That's pretty much it, like – I think the Bullet Club thing has to be, I think it's kind of like just kind of fizzled in my own opinion, unfortunately. It just, 
that's just how I feel. That's my heart's open, but the blood's not pumping through it. Mm. Money, Mike. Okay. Um, when it comes to New Japan, by the way, that that's the perfect picture right there. My goodness, uh, that encapsulate all encapsulates all of this. Uh, there's so many pieces to the puzzle, and if I'm New Japan and I'm Impact, uh, and you know, and I'm seeing this unfold, yeah, I'm gonna want people to go back and watch all that other stuff. It means more more money, more you know, more eyes on on them, right? If you want the whole story from the beginning, you have to go back and watch all of that. And if I'm those other companies, that's what I want to happen, right? So more money, of course, for, for, for them. And that's great and all. Uh, the real treat for everybody that has been watching since New Japan, since the beginning of Bullet Club, uh, the real treat is going to be that fan service that we get, right? You know, like, and I can, I've said it before, end game you know marvel they all brought it all together um you know but you gotta remember the mcu has top-notch writers and a group of people that are behind the movies that are planning years ahead um here um we have a bunch of companies that may or may not agree what direction their characters that they each own how it's all going to play out. Is New Japan going to be okay with what ends up happening with Jay White? Is AEW going to be okay with how things up with end up with Kenny Omega? So, you know, there's going to be a lot of that. And I feel like they're going to they're gonna have to put that aside a little bit in order to write the best story uh, for, like Chris says, the, the TBS folk, the casuals, right, that don't have every single piece uh, and so that they're satisfied, the hardcore fans are satisfied, everybody goes home happy, and we get a solid story put together. And it's it's going to be so tricky, very difficult, and it might suck. It might be a phantom menace, but at the same time, don't you put I'm that on? Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, uh, it could be an endgame. And I'm hoping for the latter. I'm hoping that things work out and we get an awesome uh, WrestleMania-like event where all the companies, Ring of Honor, MLW, New Japan, Impact, uh, not UWWE, uh, and AEW <laughs> um, all come together and it all goes down. So there you go. That's what I'm hoping for. I, I just got to say real quickly as a response to both Chris and Mike, I think all you really need, I mean, you may not have writers and you may not have, you know, you may not have the time to show them those past matches. All you really need is to give Jay White a microphone. That's it. Give him a microphone, give him five minutes, and he'll get you not only up to speed, but he'll have you on the edge of your seat. You know, he'll have you, he'll take your breath away. Because you'll be Not breathing switchblade. To your point, Matt, I didn't know that uh, there was something. I, I didn't even know that Jay White and Kenny Omega had a match. And they didn't need to cover that in specifics. Just in the dialogue that they had, I found out it. Oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll take their word for it. It happened. This and this happened. It, it did not need a lot of explanation. There it was right there, you know, exactly. in dialogue. 
And and kind of like MJF and CM Punk, one of my favorite promos in the wrestling business today, and one of my favorite heels is Jay White. You give him some time on the mic, Jay White, when he was in Impact, all he says is, Kenny, if you refresh my memory, I beat you. That's all he has to say. Mm-hmm. I beat you. And then to the next guy, Hangman, guess what? I beat you too. Easily. And I don't need to beat you again because it's just going to be a repeat of the last time. I beat you. And that's all he has to say. And he'll run through. He'll he'll be such a, a mon- great monster heel. He looks amazing. One of the best pa- six packs whenever he takes his jacket off. Uh, too much man man body admiring. I, you got to stop me. I'm going to start talking about. Oh, like, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even start. Because then we're going to go. Then we we got to do a whole separate episode. That's like an hour and a half. The story. The story. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is my story. The story of Jay White. Courtesy by. Generated by Matt Callis. There you go. <laughs> All right. And then we get CM Punk versus FTR. But who's his partner? Of course. No one expected this. And we haven't seen these guys in the same ring since, whoa, WWE. Back in the heydays. And that is John Moxley, ladies and gentlemen. John Moxley <laughs> teaming up with CM Punk. Defeating FTR. What a fantastic, uh, great tag match. Great psychology. Old school classic. We did see, uh, you know, the doomsday device from, you know, Moxley and CM Punk. This was a really classic tag team match, if you really want to think about it, Money Mike. So I'll go to you very briefly while Director's getting his camera fixed. <laughs> I'm still here, but I deleted the wrong graphic. So. Uh-oh. Oh yes, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Money Mike, I'll take it to you very briefly. Completely, completely surprised. Uh, wouldn't it have been something if it would have been Colt Cabana? <laughs> right, <laughs> lawsuit. Wow, pain. right. I want that so bad something. too. <laughs> I mean, it, it was cool. It was cool to see Moxley and Punk. Who'd have thunk it? Right, you know that those two would have. Uh, um, you know, tagged, right? Um, it went well. The match had a lot of near falls uh, to the point where I feel like Jim Cornette was pulling his hair out of his head. Uh, yeah, that, I'm sure he's going to have something to say about it. But it made for a fun match. It made for an entertaining match where two main eventers, you know, that you would never saw a team together finally did and they showed a chemistry not just as in generals where they were able to adapt to a partner that they've never tagged with before so that was fun to see and yeah i was definitely thoroughly entertained by it Mm. director yeah i didn't see that coming i thought it was gonna i know it wasn't gonna be like darby or sting i didn't i didn't really like sit there contemplating who could it be like um, so that was kind of cool knowing that they're both former WWE world champions. Um, so no, it, it, it's fine. It's cool. It's, a, it's fan service. I love it. Um, as soon as Moxley's feedback hits on that, on, on the wild thing, which is again, major, major league fan right here. Ricky Vaughn, throw him the heater. Ricky is a huge mark for me. Um, CM Punk, one thing for sure is they are building him to be like the 2.99999 kickout king. 
Uh, that should be on a shirt, by the way. So many near falls. And I mean, like, damn, that ref is solid and not hitting that three count. Um, but there was like nine of them where he like he got hit with like a pipe wrench or a scare. I don't know. He goes he was getting he was getting cheated in the tights, like so many variations of cheating to pin CM Punk that like it's like he's like pin invincible. So yeah, that's I think a storyline in itself. Um <laughs> would have been really funny. We haven't seen him for a while. I don't know what they're I don't know if they've had that phone call where they fixed problems. I might be late to the party on their situation. So um, yeah, I, I, and then the Brian Danielson thing, where like he was last talking to Moxley last week. Is he going to be like, "Why are you out there helping CM Punk? You should be blah 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 with me." Like, is that going to play into next week? Are we going to get like him in the mix at all? Is that you know? So um, yeah, it was it was fun. It was entertaining. Cool to see you know, like an iconic moment between uh, two absolute icons of the sport, regardless of company. The CZW chants were awesome because that shows that people remember. Moxley's roots of getting stabbed in the face with a fork. Um, so yeah, it was it was fan service and it was not a bad match. Mm. Go ahead, Matt Callis. Swamp thing, dun, 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 dun. you make everything green. Swamp. <laughs> I th that's why I used to think the lyrics were. And then they actually made it the lyrics for the Swamp Thing TV show. Swamp Thing. Dun, 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 dun. You make my heart sing. Oh, okay. But um, to, to that match, you know, I, I was uh, from recent tags. Those who haven't followed CM Punk on Twitter. See, CM Punk's tagged Samoa Joe on Twitter. CM Punk's tagged, you know... Uh, he's tagged Okada, you know, so it we could really like expect literally anything to happen on AEW. That's the kind of exciting thing. And usually I was expecting, you know, I mean, Moxley is good, but, you know, I was expecting like a third surprise because like, what was it like? Like, what was the show that had three different surprise appearance appearances? It was like Maki Ito, Ethan Page and Christian Cage all in one night. So I was thinking this was also going to be another one of those. It would have been like Jay White, uh, Keith Lee, and then somebody else. An a third surprise, a third new debut, you know. Maybe, Wyndham Rotunda. Yeah, Wyndham. It seemed, it seemed kind of the water seemed kind of right, you know. The water's just about warm enough in the jacuzzi, but not not quite yet. We got to boil mm -hmm. the water more before we Let throw me. in the before we Good. throw in the hot <laughs> Ever now, because you don't let them in, man. That's, you know. uh, no, 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 no. Let them in. I've got candy. Oh, <laughs> ah, jeez. All right. Finally, for the first time, we see two women matches. Even though one was very brief, I can't consider it like a, it's a match. I hate to say that, but it's true. But. Jade Cargill, AQA, that was a good match. Good seeing uh, AQA, who was trained by Booker T. Good, great shooting star press. Liked it. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was great. I, that was nice, yeah. That was nice. A flowing shooting star press. So I got to give it to her. Uh, of course, I don't know what's the direction they're heading with Jade. I guess they're trying to build her up. 27-0 undefeated. I don't know who's the next challenger. 
Then, of course, right after, he had Serena Deeb. The Professor uh, against Kenny Arquette. Brief, very squashed up. It sucks because you can see in the background, people were not intrigued. And people were like, oh, shit, bathroom break. Oh, popcorn. Sucks. Uh, I know. I, I'm waiting and being patient. I, they need to do something, man. They, uh, the Jade, I get it. We finally have her defended against two other, you know, second title defense. All right, build it up for a while while she gets better challengers, hopefully. Uh, with with the Serena, I've been saying it last week. I said it, damn it, Booker versus Tay. Start doing that storyline. They need to, you got rid of Sky Blue. Come on, keep go with that storyline. Do something with it. Give it what I want, damn it. Just give it to me, damn it. So I asked. I want to see Tay Conti and Serena Deep at Double or Nothing. Or shit, Revolution maybe. If you're going to like, you know, a couple weeks away. Why not? Do something. Um, but uh, do you think this is an improvement? I'll take it to you, director. Two matches? Uh, they were squash matches, so yeah. they, were on, they were on TV. They had TV time, which is what we're asking for. Um, so I'm not going to nitpick too much. We had four women in two different matches, which was cool. We had um, a little promo from Bliss. Let's talk about it all at once. The Britt Baker promo and Mercedes Martinez is on our team. That's weird because, I mean, it's cool, but it's weird because you now have Britt Baker and then three hench women. So ah. I don't know. I, and then, you know, Mercedes Martinez is maybe the alpha of the three hench women. Rebel's pretty beefy, so... I don't know what, what that angle is going to be. Is it like the female pinnacle, which would be kind of cool? Or just join the pinnacle or join Red Fra Dragon, whatever. I don't So, yeah, well, I mean, they were squash matches. They were building up the heels. I mean, I guess Jay Cargill is kind of like a tweener. I cheer her, but she does need short matches to develop more. And that's that was a good medium-length squash, if that, if that makes any sense. It wasn't like a come in and hit a finisher and walk out move. It was... There was some drama. Shooting Star Press is clean. They got that polish on that thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then the Serena Deep thing, you know, that was – who else? someone else has done that before. I know that with the timer. With like, I'm going to beat you in less than this X amount of time. I, and I don't mean the Jericho Jungle Boy thing. I mean back in the day. I think it was even a one. Chris Benoit and Orlando Jordan. Wow, that was out of left field. That might not even be what I'm thinking of, but yeah, shit like that. <laughs> like, you guys don't remember that? that, that was no, I stopped watching. That was what I was not watching. It was not uh, like, ruthless aggression is a blur for me because I was. I'm trying to remember that. I don't, was that one where they were fighting, feeding uh, for the U.S. belt? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, yeah, they're gonna have to evolve Serenity into going after you know like Tecante, and then that could be the winner challenges for TBS title, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, okay. I'm grateful that there's women on TV, but it was definitely the cooler matches. And by cooler, I mean the match you watch to unfortunately go get your beer, take your piss, and then you come back for the main event. Because that's exactly what happened. Um, so, and then I think they put them back to back too. Is that correct? Yes. Back to yeah. Back. So, yeah, that was exactly why they did that. Um, unfortunately, for those women who do Sucks. work their ass off. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful they got the TV time. Quality of wrestler is getting better. Um, that's all I got to say. I'm, not going to bash it too bad. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. uh-oh. Uh -oh. You're going to talk about no. that botch? No. No, 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 no. 
Because <laughs> I tried to avoid that because I'm trying to be reasonable here. Mike is not reasonable. That's why he's unscripted. No, 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 no. See, see, when you're talking to the most violent podcaster, here, here's what I think. You are not a real fan if you go out and, and you know, you, you take your piss break. If you're a true fan, you're going to hold that piss all the way through the main events, all the way to the final ring of the bell. You hold it, and you hold it right there, and you watch the whole thing start to finish. That's exactly what you're going to do. Peer pants, fine. But you at least, you at <laughs> least we had saw everything. And honestly, really, you know, uh, people were asking for more. You got more. Yes, squash matches, cool. I'm okay with that for now. It's a start. Here we go. We're getting, the, you know, the ball rolling. Here we here. go. Exactly. Courtesy Don't of the ring. The ring. Um, yeah, uh, I'm okay with it for now. Uh, it, it's a start. And for Jade, Jade has been or is, I, I feel at this point, one of the most uh, protected champions in AEW, undefeated, uh, short matches, you know, all that good stuff. She's got, uh, you know, she's got the the, the train behind her. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. You know, people wanted a champion to get behind. Jade Cargill is it. I'm all for it. And on the other end with Serena Deeb, I feel that we needed strong or we need a strong heel outside of Britt Baker, especially in the microphone. Uh, and I feel that Serena Deeb is getting much, much better in the mic than she was before as a face. So, yeah, it, it starts with this. Yeah, she's going to get those matches, uh, you know, the cha the rookie challenge and whatnot. And, you know, such a heel thing to do. And, yes, it will pay off because either Tay, either uh, whomever is going to challenge her, um yeah it's going to happen the music's gonna hit and she's gonna get hers her comeuppance right uh it's building up to something it's not just randomness being thrown at you guys it's a storyline there there's stuff going on that going to happen a climax if you will um but yeah at least that's what i'm hoping for right so tony tony keep <laughs> it going you're you're going in the right direction don't worry don't listen to, to those guys. No, no. You're fine. Just give us more women in TV and everything will be just fine. There you have it. 69. So, for Jade Cargill, for that title in particular, it would kind of make sense to kind of at least have that title kind of move around a little bit more just because it's for newer talent. So I guess maybe have like a one, two, three kid situation with Jade Cargill and one of her upcoming, you know, opponents. So we could do something like that. And then as for Serena Deeb, you know, that's that's that heel Bret Hart, you know, within, you know, the real mean woman. So it's cool to see her to see her do that. So I just would would want Serena and like a little bit of a higher profile feud upcoming. And it's cool getting more talent in but you know i guess like tbs for new tbs title for new talent uh the main title and you know kind of the big challenge and look, once again i'm not gonna shut up about it women's tag titles please 
I it's been on my back order list for the past two years. Tony Khan, order those belts already. Let's we need to see them. do they still have those in the WWE? Yes. Oh. Both <laughs> in NXT all. and in the main roster. So yes. They're still, they're still defendable across all three companies. No, uh, no, NXT by sub only and the main roster. I, they have not defended them ever since that uh, Selena Vega and Carmella has been the tag team champions and has not been defended only once on Raw. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know if I like that enough because they're not already they're already not utilizing singles enough. So then, how are they going to find enough tag teams? To- I don't even know why, why even have a tag team. We got rid of like half a roster in the women's division. Shit, yeah, like what? Like, the there's. They have to learn how to manage the singles competition, and then, yeah, there's just not going to be enough. Like maybe put them only on dark, <laughs> like and have it be up and comers. I guess I, there's just not enough TV time right now to even have a new division. <sighs> and so, like every 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 female in the tag team division would have to also have a singles career, and then that'd be a lot of work. So it, it's weird right now. Let's let them worry about the singles and then move on. I think the triple titles are better. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think the, the trios bring them better off. That could be intergender, could be male and female. That Sexy should be. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. I brought up, I mean, I don't like her. We don't like her. She is unloved in this company, in this business, but she had, she was in an intergender AAA championship and she was also heavyweight champion. People don't, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. They could do that in AEW. Why not? I mean, that's something they should. Jake Cargill versus Wardlow. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, right now you, you're the only one who's doing intergender. Is you're having, you have impact. Impact's doing it. You see, they have uh, Jordan Grace, who was your so your digital media champion, lost to Matt Cardona on Impact. So they're the only ones who are doing intergender matches. Uh, I haven't seen anybody else has done it uh, besides in the states. Wise, um, just Sony Impact. Uh, Ring of Honor has obviously they never do that. Uh, AEW has not even commenced doing that. WWE, not even close. They would never do that. Anti-bully. Because they're the real bullies. So they, rep- they represent anti-bully. Quote, quote, quote. And now to the main event of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is, of course, cowboy shit. Cowboy shit. And uh, what a bloody Texas test match versus Lance Archer. Who is, that's the director 2.0. That's when you get... Chris Maddy turns into Lance Archer. And you? I, I think wanna... when Lance Archer gets happy, he turns into me. That, well, that's why you're gonna, he's like your incredible Hulk. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, sure. I'll take it. Whatever. Guys, what the fuck? He's got a date. He's, he's got a tramp stamp. I mean, come on. <laughs> Besides the tramp stamp, did you see him on like uh, the, the Hot or Not dating show or whatever that was? He was no. on where he where he did not get picked. <laughs> oh yes, I did see that. Blind date. He was on Blind Date or something, or, and he was on um, Next. Yeah, I think it was called. He was on, was on Next. Yes, yes, what? he was. Yeah, yeah. I'll bring it up because picture you know, or, or it didn't happen. Oh my right. god, I can't believe Lance was on there somewhere. It's, it's somewhere on Instagram. He's what there. Oh, Eliminate. That's what it was. I knew it was. Oh, oh yeah. that rings a bell. 
I, you know, I gotta say, Lance has lived such a crazy life. Okay, if you're both on a dating TV show and you were pro wrestling Noah Tag Team Champion, you've you've done it all. <laughs> yeah, he's done oh, it all. Well, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. I, another How did you say no to that. I work fast. That's my other t-shirt. Is my heart is open and I work fast. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> so, they not only didn't get paid, he has a tramp stamp. Oh, I mean, and he and he writes poetry. Wow. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the poetry. I'm laughing at the juxtapose of trying to sell his his emo side. So yeah, that's fun. That's great. And not then, me. like, what was it like? Seven years after this, he became pro wrestling Noah Tag Team Champion with the with the with the son of the British Bulldog. What a crazy Baby life! Smith, yeah, yeah. What a, what a life! What a life! I gotta. I wanna. I wanna talk with Lance Archer just one of these days. Just I could. I could talk with him forever. He's got stories. What a life he's lived. Yeah. But, wow. <laughs> Jesus. I'm no wondering now he writes his own promos now. And that's what I'm wondering. He's writing poetry. So there you go. Oh, right. Exactly. It's now what let's, well, let's talk about the main event. Man, wow. This was like fucking hardcore to its level. Uh the way how it looks to me is man, hangman took the worst of it, words and lance. My opinion. I know. I think he took the worst of the beating than the Lance did, but it shows what a fighting champion is supposed to be all about. You're fighting a giant that huge, and yes, we can debate about it. How Lance was booked previously, he lost to Miro. The way how he lost was ridiculous. I think all of us we can agree to that. Uh, to Cody, anybody but fucking Cody. Another ridiculous one there. Um, but seeing Hangman putting over Lance in this type of match compared to Cody and Miro, this is ridiculous. I mean, that's just me. I mean, that's just giving my opinion about it. But I get the point. You want to make Hangman your fighting champion. But it, at the same time, you're making him a little weak. And it scares me because... My fear is the crowd is going to be like, no more. Cowboys. That's the fear. And the way how they're booking it. Of course, we saw the aftermath after Hangman won. Adam Hangman Page. I mean, Adam Cole, excuse me, came out. <laughs> the Adams, baby. The Adams. The Presidents. Adam Cole hands him the belt, taps him. Of course, we said it last week on 88 and 87 and 86. We've been saying it. It's going to happen. And it's now coming in fruition. So now we're seeing it happening. Now the next challenger will for, uh, for Hangman will be Cole. That should be set up for Revolution. So we're seeing that happen. Now that Cole defeated Uno on Rampage previously. So, Director, were you satisfied with this match? Do you think they're booking Hangman too soft? I mean, the way how he took the worst beating more than Lance Archer. And now, Cole's in the next. Is the next challenger? Thoughts about it overall? You said the word "fighting champion," and we talked last week that that's what they need to develop Hangman Page into being. And uh, I think that this absolute beating were the miles putting on the championship clock. Um, I think that he needed to get his ass beat like that, and to win that way. Um, 
to develop that tough, gritty, cowboy shit type character. Um, this was the blood, albeit one-sided, bloodiest match I've seen on public TV in a long time. I can't remember the last time I've seen that much blood on a non-pay-per-view MMA or pro wrestling alike. Mm. Um, that was a lot of blood. Um, the blackout from inside the ring, outside, onto the steel steps was brutal. Um, Lance basically didn't really take a lot of damage up until that one pretty spectacular buckshot lariat off the road. Oh. Which was clever. Oh. I, I knew once the ropes came down, I was already thinking it, and I think someone else, I think um, Shivoni said, like, they're like, oh, he they eliminated the opportunity to do the buckshot, and then Shivoni was like, unless he figures something else out. I'm like, yeah, he's probably going to do it off the second rope. I was like, okay, he's going to hit it. I, I didn't see the ref thing coming. The bump through the table, cool. What I'm satisfied is this is the perfect amount of time with which an, a, a, a short-term program would need to go. This is done. Lance isn't coming back to say, like, oh, you beat me last week. Now we're going to have uh, a bull fighting match or whatever the fuck. They're not. It's done. I like this. Cut, clean, moving on. Thank you, next. They're going to do this for a while to develop that fighting champion style in Paige. And he is probably going to beat Adam Cole to help develop that character. So I need the marks to be ready for it. Get your Twitter fingers ready. Dust off the Cheetos because Paige is taking Cole out. I said what I said. Boom. It seems like it seems like it's going to be that long of a reign. Yeah, I, I, Chris, I'll agree with you, but I, I also wouldn't be surprised if he loses it at Double or Nothing, or at you know maybe Fighter Fest or or Fight for the Fall, and sometime sometime by you know he'll he'll hold it until you know. Maybe maybe double or nothing might he might come close, and then maybe he might lose it by this summer. It seems late like summer, late summer at the soonest. Yeah, because yeah. this might be his only run for a while, and they might want to just make it count. Yeah, make it look make him look really good as champion, and maybe maybe they could do Iron Man match with with Adam Cole or something to make it really. Mwah. Made really lovely, and we could see like the best of both of them. The best of what both. Is, what is Ring of Honor does something special for like some main event championship matches, right? Isn't it like more MMA style rules where like count outs for 20 seconds or 10 seconds? Or, um, and then like if someone interferes, like the DQ is on the, the other person where it makes sense, like do something like that. Like the Forbidden Door should apply to also other companies' rules, I guess. You're like that would be cool, just. I forget the name of the match that I'm thinking of. Leo, our boy. Pure rules. Pure rules. Yeah, yeah. That. Make it that. Because I don't want a weapon. We just had the weapon gimmick. We had a very decent hardcore match. Um, we don't need, like, a, the Texas Chainsaw match, the Cage match, War Games. Just pure wrestling, which show off that Paige can now wrestle and isn't just, like, the next hardcore icon. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Money Mike. Um, yes, I do agree with Chris that Cole is going down. Um, I, I do think that Adam Cole's role in the whole 
Bullet Club and Elite thing. I feel that's where he's going to stay at. He's going to have this mini feud with uh, Adam Page. But ultimately, his role is in that other storyline to move that forward. So, yeah, Cole's not going to win the title. Um, but it'll be fun, especially knowing Hangman's history with with that group. Um, there's going to be callbacks to that and, and, you know, inside jokes, I would say, between all of them uh, going on in there. So it'll be fun for, for, for a lot of fans that have seen all that history between Hangman and Adam Cole and Young Bucks and all that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, the Hangman is going to retain. Um, I, I can't help but wonder who they would put him after that with. And, I mean, you know, a lot of moving pieces here, and I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, what is kind of unfortunate is Lance Archer. Um, it, the guy keeps losing the, the big fights there or the big matches. Um, it, the only one was against Moxley that he won the IWGP United States Championship only to quickly lose it uh, to, I believe it was Tan Tanahashi, wasn't it? We were there, right, Matt? <laughs> we were there, yes, in person. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's unfortunate for him. Um, but I'll, I'll say this, man, that for a guy that writes poetry, that guy can kick some ass. Um, you know, he, that bump with the steel steps. Ooh, I felt that. I felt it, man. Jesus Louise. Um, yeah, very, very hard stuff. You, you know, you, they don't teach you that in wrestling school, at least as far as I know. Right, um, I don't think they teach you how to take that sort of a, of a bump, but yeah, it was hardcore, blood in the face, reminding me of Eddie Guerrero, Judgment Day, two thousand four. Um, yeah, uh, hardcore stuff. So we'll see what happens next. I love that. That's yes. Okay. I got one more prediction. Prediction. So the Adam Cole. The Adam Cole, Adam Page, the best of the two Adams. With Jay White's appearance and Jay White's history with Adam Page, with Hangman, I I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think it will be a pay-per-view match, but I'm pretty sure we're going to see a triple threat in the near future. And that could that could be an interesting place to tell a certain story. We could do both, you know, Jay White's history with, with Hangman and then... You know, Hangman versus Adam Cole, that will kind of, and then Hangman versus Bullet Club, Hangman versus the, and that whole story. And then, you know, that'll probably be on, it could be an episode of Dynamite, it could be the first part of Rampage, or it could be, you know, what was it? Bash at the Beat. the Elite. Yeah. Or the, it could happen at, it could probably be the main event of, of uh, Blood and Guts, too. That's like the other thing they could do. It could be mm. like the... It could be like the the first half of Blood and Guts. They could do a lot of things with that. So that's like the other triple threat. What was it? The the other tri triple threat of of what was it like a two night Blood and Guts or was that that wasn't Revolution where it was Orange Cassidy and and um, Orange Cassidy and and uh, and Pac versus Han Kenny was that was that Double or Nothing or was that I'm trying to remember. Mm -hmm. No, I wasn't. No, uh, well, yes, that was second time I think it was. First time I think it was on Revolution. 
first time was Revolution, I believe so. Second time is when they face, I think, uh, I don't know, I think, I believe so. I don't, I don't recall. Uh, so, so that might be that might be the triple threat in the near future, and who knows, maybe a run in from Koto Ibushi. So we, we don't we don't even know what's the man right now. Anything so, could happen. Anything could happen right now. I mean, I don't like to call it a bunch of a forbidden door. It's just that it's more like a door that you know these talents are breaking down. Hey, ding dong, I'm coming in. What's going on? What you got for me, Moa Joe? Where are you? Come uh, on, Samoa. <laughs> your old buddy Chris is is waiting for you. <laughs> All right, so yes, there you go. Dynamite did great, fantastic. Number one overall cable ratings. Good for you guys. Awesome, fantastic. Last topic I like this, gentlemen, because yes, this is the one that I've been. It's like you know, like NFL draft day. There you go. It's the talent draft day because the ninety day clause is over for all these. And I'm only naming the main. I'm not disrespecting all of the talent that have been on that list. But the main ones that are have not been picked up as of yet. By far, we have Killer Cross already going to MOW. Uh, he did a teaser tonight, so he's MOW. But we don't know if it's going to be exclusive for them. We'll find that out soon after he makes his return to MOW. I'm excited for him. Congratulations to Killer Cross. But the biggest ones is the ones I'm going to name. So I'm going to let these individuals pick a promotion and why. So I'm going to name this first one right here. The Monday class is over. Athena, better known as Ember Moon. Director, where should she land? Everywhere. Kind of do the circuit, find a home. Uh, I don't know where she lives. Might be Florida because of the NXT days. They would just put you up in a loft down there. Um, but have her circulate a little bit. Maybe, maybe some smaller places. I don't know if Game Changers is still running. Maybe Generation. Um Global Syndicate, like, just have her do the rounds. There you go. Matt Callis. I think I'll, I'll say this, and I've been wanting to say this about Impact for a minute. Impact really is, you know, on the tail of, like, even though they were the, the alternative for the, the main alternative to WWE for a long time, they're right now right on the tail of, of, of AEW. And in my opinion, with the, as far as content is concerned, I'd say they're neck and neck with AEW at the moment because they got the Ring of Honor invasion going on and the Bullet Club invasion. So traditionally a better women's division. Mm -hmm. It was, I mean, it was better than the Divas division. If knockouts versus Divas in that era was better. Yeah, and then you got to, they got tag titles. So I gotta say, Ember Moon should head there. Yeah, impact impacts really coming up. I mean, Jay White's there, all all the New Japan talents there, you know, and and who knows could who could show up in Impact. Impact seems to be playing ball with more companies than AEW is. They got to the you know who who knows who initiated that WWE deal first, you know. So mm. so like if I was if I was in Ember Moon shoes, who knows what that could mean for me, you know. I mean that that Mickey James thing could be you know it's like hmm, maybe maybe I could be back for one night you know with my with my impact music if I was her that I would be I would be wondering I'd be I'd be pondering impact look, impacts looking pretty good nowadays Ring of Honor invasion Bullet Club invasion must watch TV Let's see money Mike you know there was a time where I probably would have said AEW but honestly man. Uh, 
and, and kind of to Chris's point, go all over the place. Do a, a Matt Cardona. Do what he's doing. Reinvent yourself. Make yourself be seen in a different light, just like how he's doing, man. Uh, and he's uh, he's killing it for sure in, in more than one location. He's uh, in NWA coming out. He's in Impact, GCW. He's all over the place. So uh, if I'm and, and not not just Ember Moon, but anyone as as a free agent, that's what I would be doing. Where do you go? Where do you go? I would agree with you, but all both Mike and Chris anywhere, go everywhere. Yes, I know you heard it too. <laughs> so, yes, everyone everywhere. Next one, John Morrison. Where should he go? Director, yours. Man, he would shine in AEW. He would shine. Um, but Impact, he might have better matchups right now. More in, I say more interesting matchups because everybody who has all the interesting matchups right now in AEW are kind of taken. So I think Impact would be cool. I can't find a, a, a hole for him in the roster in AEW. I can't. Everyone's taken. You know what I'm saying? Like, where who who would he come in to feud against? And I think everybody's sort of in a program right now. So I would be cool with him going to Impact and finding something there. Michaelis. If I was John Morrison, I would definitely would make a beeline for AEW. But, you know, if I was a less famous wrestler than John Morrison, I would go for, you know, I, I'd probably go for GCW. Once again, I always say this analogy, the big fish in the small pond, you know, and GCW is getting up there. You know, it's like, it's like that weird, it's like, signing to an indie label that you know gets you at into big festivals you know that's kind of what gcw is looking like they they could play the hammerstein ballroom you know but at the same time you know they're not so big that you can't it's hard to climb with all the other big names there but john morrison he's a big enough name to to be a main eventer you know if i was john morrison maybe i'd watch and see what they're doing with jay jay lethal and if, if Jay Lethal could get a title of some kind, because, I mean, sadly, I was sadly disappointed he didn't get that FTW title. But, you know, who knows? John Morrison could get into a good program. He's such a big, fabulous, over-the-top character. I want to see him in, in big venues. He's somebody I want to see back in big events. And plus, AEW has that partnership with AAA, with AAA. So... You know, and and John Johnny Morrison, Mundo was a person. That's the thing, Johnny Mundo, man. Johnny Mundo, he has such a long history with them. He could get that AAA title and bring that title and defend that title in AEW again. So there's that there, and then he could have his matches with with Andrade and who else. So if I was him, that's probably what I would do. Money, Mike. Yeah, man. Um, I do believe he's making a, a AAA appearance, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's scheduled for one, so yes. he's going there, right? At least for as brief it, as it may be. Um, man, I want to see. It. I I would like to see him in AEW. He has been an impact. Um, it would be and also interesting to see him in GCW. Uh, but I don't know if that would happen. I don't. But then again, I didn't see Zack Ryder as part of GCW either. 
back in the day, right? So who knows? Who knows at this point, right? Uh, but personally, I would like to see him in AEW. I think uh, uh, some matches there would be interesting. Him and Dante Martin. Whew, I would like to see that. That's like a parkour match. It would happen. Parkour! Parkour! <laughs> parkour, parkour. <laughs> parkour! Parkour! Jeez. That would happen. <laughs> Sammy Guevara and, and John Morrison. That will be great, too. That will be great to see. Great to All right. This. I have two more in it, and we're, we'll be done. So, very brief. Frankie Monet. For formerly known as Frankie Monet. Tyler Valkyrie. Tyler Valkyrie. I don't know who the fuck Frankie Monet is. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, director. Where'd she go? Back to Impact. Love it. The Queen comes home. Love it, love it, love it. Just, I mean, it's that simple. I agree. Macallis, where did she go? Three different options. My, fr If I was her, I could make the beeline for AEW and go right for the title and really enrich that division as, like, the big woman that could do cool things and is a big personality. Number two, back to stardom and and feud with Mayu Iwatani because she, she has a history over there, you know. She could, she could go back to stardom and do some really cool stuff over there. Number three... Tokyo Joshi Pro and face face Maki uh, Ito. Face 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 uh face Miyu face like all the the many others, you know, because she the, I mean she could face uh she could face uh, uh Aha Kong over there Aja Kong over there. The, the list goes on, but that would be you and and she could also make halftime appearances at Choco Pro, you know. And, I, and guys, I gotta recommend a YouTube video to everybody. Sea Dog, uh, Sea Dog's uh, YouTube channel where he tries out being a wrestler in Japan and he wrestles DDT and Choco Pro wrestler Chris Brooks. And that's a shout out to Choco Pro, you know, YouTube Choco Pro and MLW YouTube wrestling, very underrated and. Deserves a lot of watching. Money right. Mike. Yeah, um, I I do not debate the idea of her going to to impact it, uh, you know, at all. Uh, I think I do believe she has unfinished business with Diana Peraza, if I'm not mistaken, also. So there's that. Um Triple A is also a door that she knows well, uh, that is open to her. I am aware that she is friends with Bental Cero Miedo and Ray Phoenix. So the door to AEW could be opened through them as well. Um, I do feel that AEW could benefit from a character like her. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't see a lot of, a lot of what she brings in, a, in the women's roster there right now. Uh, so she would be fun to watch there. Um, yeah, so Frankie Monet, no more. Taya Valkyrie, uh, yeah, she, she seems she seems to, to be able to fit in anywhere. Even uh, NWA make a stop there, you know. Why not? Love it. I'm with you. Any, I think everywhere, even Impact, she fits. She already knows everybody. Like I mentioned, she can fit anywhere, man. I think anywhere is perfect for her. Along along with Mundo or or uh, Johnny Dynamite or Johnny Dark or Johnny. Impact. Johnny Rampage. Uh, we're Johnny Rampage. I, I we're Johnny Dark. Johnny Dark. Johnny Elevation. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I have no idea. So many Johnnies. Of course, I mean, I know this is a simple one, but not really. Mia Yim. Direct. 
you might think it's pretty obvious to send her uh, to AEW with her husband. And I think that she needs to do that, show up, and we need to get a uh, rekindle that Mia Yim Mercedes Martinez feud. That's perfect. It's right there in the writing. I like that. I, I like that. It's, it's the quality, two quality wrestlers that they need to have fight each other. It's not jobber versus squash. It is high level versus high level with two names that are both synonymous with being heel and face that are both technical. Get her done. I like that. It's good shit. I love it. Matt Callis. Tell your mama, tell your pa, I'm going to send you back to Arkansas. Oh, hey, hey, hey. No, um, maybe, maybe uh, AEW. That, I would just go with that or ANW, you know, either or. Root beer? So. Ooh. Hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. Money Mike. Yeah, obviously the obvious answer is AEW. Uh, but yeah, she she seems to be adaptable as well, like Kaltaya is, and anywhere fits. But as long as she stays away from that retribution character, thank God. Yes, right. Did not bring that shit back. No, did not want that. Was she T Bone Steak or was she? I forgot her damn name. I don't, retribution. Don't even, just uh, that is obsolete. Uh, I mean, we forget that Mercedes Martinez was in Retribution too, right? For a brief moment, then she yeah, like, yeah. like on the, the reunion. It was yeah. carne asada. <laughs> carne. <laughs> uh, please, al pastor. Oh my god, I'm, I'm a mole guy myself now. So, oh mole for sure. Mole for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yes. Oh, okay. One more individual, then we'll end it here. Isaiah Serve Scott. That's his formerly known now. Shane Strickland. A lot of people want him. New Japan, AEW, Ring of Honor. We're coming back. I where know where he's going first, though. Oh, so is that – we have the answer? We have the answer. Oh, okay. Well, then just say it. Take it away. Well, he, he's going to the Wrestling Guy store February 12th. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you heard it here first. This sun, this way, you know, it's this Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. You'll see Saturday, this Saturday. He'll be there from 1 to 3 at the Resident Guy store. So make sure you purchase your tickets or go there to show up. Say hi to uh, Shane Strickland, formerly known as Isaiah's firm, Scott. But, okay, besides there, Mike, where else should he go? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I see him in, in you know, some place like GCW or Impact. Um, why not get him out there? Start going around, man. Reinvent your character. Show the world what you got. Matt Callis. AEW is looking pretty stacked right now, so I guess I get. I mean, if I was in his shoes, I guess I, I'd go to I'd go to Impact. You know, big fit. I'd go to Impact. If once Ring of Honor is back in April, it's really just around the corner now. So you know, I could be patient and establish my brand like on the indies for a minute and then make my debut back in ring of honor and become the big fish there. Maybe take the title off of, uh, off of the big fish in ring of honor. So, you know, like, cause that he, like Shane, Shane Strickland's not exactly like a household name. So, I mean, it's not, it's not like a super, super duper name, but if I was him, 
I'd want to be the big fish of Ring of Honor or, G, or GCW. You know, if I wanted to be the top guy somewhere, you know, so. Hmm. Director. On the East Coast, NWA. On the West Coast, Championship Wrestling of Hollywood. Oh, I like that. Make himself known everywhere in the independence. They are not above having high-level wrestlers come through them doors just because most of the country, or even championship wrestling attendant of, of Memphis. Um, you know, Leo Rush went through there. They have tournaments where they bring in a star to elevate the card. Uh, I think that he would be be great to be um, used as an enhancement name on a marquee. I love that. Definitely love it. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 89, unfortunately. Yes, we had technical difficulties, but hopefully next week we'll be back live again. And no streaming issues. Uh, because I guess in StreamYard, unfortunately, the network was down, was reading about it. So we were not able to go live because of that technical difficulties and that. But we'll be back with you next week for sure. Uh, live on our YouTube channel. And if you're seeing this, you'll be seeing this in the morning because you'll be like, what you guys like? Well, yeah, we were, but shit happens. But I want to go ahead and actually thank everyone for listening, for tuning in to all of our audio platform listeners tuning in. Do not forget to go to our bio, our link tree, subscribe to all of our social media platforms. You can even follow these two individuals here, the director of Faith Destroyed. You can follow him, follow the music. They'll be going on, you know, out and about, touring around the world and giving you the badass music out there for all you fans. Loves metal. I love metal. I mean, we all here love metal. Love that bass, man. I love that bass. Yes. Right there. I, yes. I love it. I love it. And don't forget to follow Suplexology as well. Uh, Buddy Mike's a little clothing line. Besides the merch, buy our merch as well. Circle the bay. You can get your own. Why would you do that shit? You can get your very oh. own. <laughs> Why would you do that type of shit? Why would get you do that? Not buy a shirt. Why yes. Would you- why, Why wouldn't buy? you do that? Why wouldn't you? Just, you need to buy it. You just got to buy it. Oh, sure. We'll be more merchandise coming out very, very soon. Uh, you'll be seeing soon, soon with that. Uh, for that, I just want to go ahead and thank all of audio platform listeners. And also, Money Mike, are you going to, I believe you're, as a Saturday, you'll be at NSPW, correct? Claro que sí. Yes. Uh, I will be at uh, NSPW. In person, uh, I might run into the ring if I have to, to make sure everything is in order, running smoothly. So, yes, you will see me there. I will have my own booth with my shirts. Um, And, yes, I will be doing a vlog, you know, just of my shenanigans at this place. Uh, So, yes, so hope to see you guys there. And also you'll see Championship on the Line podcast. You'll see Alex and Richard Modest. Uh, Richard being backstage commentary and Alice being the ring announcer. So stay tuned for that. And director, where is Fake Destroy's next upcoming show? Um, it is going to be at the Viper Room later this month. Let me find the flyer because I we have a couple of things, <laughs> a couple <laughs> of dates coming up. Uh, the twenty something. I should have that right. I should I should just know this, but I, I saved the flyers <laughs> for that particular reason. <laughs> give me give me a second. Give me a second. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. If you guys have not been to the Viper Room, it's a pretty cool venue. Great music. Uh, I definitely, if there you we guys go. are there, February 20th, we are playing uh, the Viper Room in Hollywood, California. And that Very is our Christmas show. For you, those who are who are not from SoCal or have never been there before, it's a very famous venue. So go and see it. 
It is iconic. Yes, iconic. It is iconic. The Viper, my gentlemen. So better be there. Purchase tickets. Make sure you click on Fate Destroyer on, on your bio where you can get all your ticket information and see them live. Well, you'll see the director directing that base like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> oh, man. Kills it. Kills it. Not really that, but the guitar as well. <laughs> but yes, and also back to Money Mike. Let our European listeners know for watching uh, Super Devac. Danke, Herr Ivan. Für alles unsere Freunde in Deutschland. Danke für hören Sie Circle of Debate. Uh, guten Tag, guten Abend. Welches? Uh, choose. Choose, ladies and gentlemen. So, yes, we'll be back next week with episode 90. We'll be recapping, of course, Dynamite, Pro Wrestling News. Prediction card for the Elimination Chamber coming up, uh, which has to be easy as hell. And, of course, the predictions for Impact as well. No Surrender or Victory Road for who's, you know, that's going to be an interesting stack card as well. So, once again, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you for tuning in and for listening. And, of course, you're in the COD. Not all four individuals that was he director making history uh, with Fake Destroyed and Mike making history with Suplexology. And, of course, Matt making history with pool the hall the pantheon in the pool pantheon, hall yes. and so you know be careful with this guy because he can play pool but here we all do here together and the league what we all do i'm gonna let matt callis and close it out with this one what do we do here matt callis we don't make podcasts we make ah. <laughs> all right all right i don't know what dude. that is but i want some of that yeah right <laughs> there you go. We there make is. we make history, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you on the next one.